to what it looks uh, and means to be a family on mission here at Radiant Tulare. So if this is your first Sunday, this is a great Sunday to be here. We're wrapping this up. You can go back and listen to the other messages online, but we've been looking at what it means to be a family on mission. And today we're getting to the title track of this. We're looking at what it means to be a sent family. We are on a mission. We are a family that has a purpose and a vision that goes beyond itself. And it's important to remember this, that it's a family on mission. Because what can happen when we're a part of a church family, and it's a good church family, and we enjoy this life together, and it's not just a duty, but it's actually a delight to come and see people that you love and be connected and be known and know people. What can happen is we move from family on mission to family as mission. And this becomes everything that we pour our attention and affection into. You can work really hard to finally make it into that inner circle of who's who in this family. Like, oh, I finally got my seat. This is my seat. This is where I sit. I got my name on it. But you keep, like, moving the chairs around. So, But this is my zone right here. This is my zone right here. I like that song. I like these things. What happens is we get in, and then we just focus on being in. And that's it. We've got to be happy. We've got to be comfortable. And we can make church about us when really church is about Jesus. This is it. This is the same thing that we've been looking at the last three weeks. This is the reality for us. Everything that marks us as a family. We're a led family because we're led by Jesus. We're a gifted family because we're using Jesus' gifts. We're a worshiping family because we worship Jesus. Not because we do it a certain way, but it's unto Him. And we are a family on mission. We're sent We're a family that's sent out on mission, but it's Jesus's mission. It's not Radiant's mission. It's not your mission. It's Jesus's mission. We all know that we're headed somewhere as a church. We're going someplace together. But as we set sail together, church can become a bit like a cruise liner. This can become the SS Radiant cruise ship. How many of you have been on cruises before? Come on, don't be embarrassed. It's awesome. Cruises are awesome. Why are they awesome? Well, you can like, you know, be in your PJs in bed and pick up the phone. Boop, boop, boop. I need some cookies and milk. And what shows up? Cookies and milk. You can eat when you want to. You can go to the comedy shows. You can do whatever you want on this ship. The amazing thing about a cruise ship is that it's geared towards you, serving you. It's it's to make you happy. That's what's amazing. And when we turn the church into a cruise ship, it becomes our own kind of personal spiritual spa and resort. So we talk about me. We sing about me. We worry about me. We check in on me. We pray for me. And it's not that me isn't important. So that's not what we're saying this morning. It's not that we're saying, like, you're not important. You are very important. I'm very important. We, our lives were paid for at a dear price with Jesus' blood. You are important. If nobody's told you that before, you are. I'm important. But we're not of first importance. Jesus is of first importance. We're important because he makes us important. He brings that into our life. 
And the church, when it becomes a cruise ship, when we hold it and when we approach it this way, I think that lots of us know what happens. It self-destructs. You, you spend so much time focusing inward that you implode. What happens with the things and the people that you hold so dear, eventually they become so annoying because they just don't do what you think they should do. And they just grate on your nerves. And the thing that you once just loved and held so dearly, now it just bothers you so badly. And you just pick up and you move on to the next cruise ship because the booze is all run out on this one. And I want to suggest to you this morning that instead of viewing the church as a cruise ship, I think the better picture the better analogy would be that the church is actually meant to be like an aircraft carrier. You can cue the Top Gun music, Chad, just to get us in the mood here. You and I are actually launched out of this family every week. We're launched into our individual assigned missions every single week. Now, we can do great things together. What's happening this morning is of great importance in the mission of God. There's a lot of stuff happening. Some of you are feeling things that you haven't felt in a long time. You're hearing things freshly that you haven't heard. There is something great that happens when the people of God gather together. We can do a lot of great things together, but we will spend much more time outside of this holy huddle than we will here inside of it. And God's not interested in you just squeezing your whole life into this little bubble. That's not what he's trying to get you to do. What he's trying to get us to do and wake us up to the reality is that our whole life would be invested in his mission. That this isn't just the mission. The mission is everywhere that we go. He wants our whole life to be reassigned and reimagined to his mission. You're going to be sent to places that I won't be sent to. You're going to be sent to people that I I won't be sent to. The people to your left and to the right. We're all going to be sent different places. But guess where we all come back to? Right here. Where Where do we come to refuel? Where do we come to get new marching orders? Where do we come to get bandaged up, get healed up when the world shreds us apart? Where do we come to eat chow or donuts together? And just recount the greatness of what was accomplished by God this week. We are a holy band of brothers and sisters. And the reality is that you and I have not been called to a life of comfort. As much as that would be great, it's not what we've been called to. We have been called to a life of meaningful mission. Every single person in here has been sent This isn't just like a a game for the professionals, as we've been talking about from the beginning of this little series here. Everyone gets to play at this point because of the Holy Spirit being poured out. We're all involved in this. Even if you don't have a microphone, you are involved in this thing. You're going to be sent out into things and and with people and into situations that are going to go way against your comfort and way against your preferences. Some of you are just like saying amen inside because this is like the place in life that you find yourself. You wouldn't have chosen this at all. But God sent you here for a purpose. There's a greater purpose at play than our comfort and preference. 
There is a greater purpose at play than our comfort and preference. God's up to something, and it's of eternal value, of eternal weight, and we get to be a part of that something. He's inviting every single person into this mission, and it's amazing. The reality is that the world is dead and dying. If you haven't looked around lately, and I know that we're working like really hard to save this planet. Like you're cutting up the cake cups and you're dumping it out and then recycling it. And you're doing a great job. But this world's fate is sealed. And this isn't like a fatalistic, right-leaning, like burn it all down kind of mindset. We should, we should tend to the garden that God gave us. It is our responsibility. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that this planet's fate is sealed. And I actually believe that this whole world will be healed and restored. And every single person that inhabits it will live together in harmony. But not because like John Lennon imagined it. It's because King Jesus has built it and deemed it so. It's only because of Jesus that this is going to be accomplished. I'm really aware of my brokenness probably not aware enough on certain days, you could ask Rachel, but you may be aware of your brokenness. You're probably aware of this country's brokenness. You're probably aware of the world's brokenness. Like humanity, our song is sorely out of tune. But the good news, the gospel, is that Jesus is singing a new song over all of us today. Jesus is like the leader of a marching band. And he's pounding out the rhythm of restoration. And we are following right behind him. If you have received Jesus as Lord and Savior, you are not sitting in the bleachers just golf clapping for every good thing that God does. You are in the band. And God has sent us to be songs of restoration into the world. Everywhere that we go. And he's going to tune our lives because, let's just be honest, some of you are really out of tune this morning. And I'm not talking about your singing. I'm talking about the stuff that nobody could see inside. The good news is that the gospel of Jesus Christ is what tunes us, is what gets us in harmony with God. And then that's the song that is played out for anyone, anyone in the world to hear and listen to. Jesus is on a rescue mission, and he's deployed us to be a part of that. We are a sent family. Doug read the Great Commission, Matthew 28. But before the Great Commission comes the Great Affirmation. And if, in case you didn't know, there was a Great Affirmation before that. It's, it's literally just the sentence before that. The cliff notes is that Jesus is in control. That's, that's the Great Affirmation. This is what he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority, all of it, not some of it, not partial authority in everybody's life, not partial authority in, in, in the world, all authority, not authority on Sundays or just on Christmas and Easter, all authority, natural level, he has authority, molecular level, he has authority, angels and demons, authority, world leaders and nations, authority, 
All authority has been given to me, Jesus says. Mic drop. Game over. If you haven't been awoken to this reality, good morning, Radiant Church. Jesus is in control of it all. From this place, Jesus then gives us our commission. It's, it's really important that you hear that he has every right to send us and that he has all the power to accomplish what he sets out to accomplish. Because when you look at the Great Commission, it's like, oh boy, I am sorely behind on this. I was just waiting a long time for my Starbucks order. I'm not sure I, I did any of that stuff that you're asking, Jesus. Some of us will look at that, you know, like when we, when we t- put up the Great Commission, like typically what you'll see next is like a map of the world, and it's like, all right, what hut are you going to go live in, and what place are you going to, and when do you buy your tickets, and where are you going next? And for some of you, that, that may be God's plan for your life. And know that the Holy Spirit will lead you and know that this family will be tailwind for you when that moment comes. But for some of us, maybe most of us, we feel like maybe we didn't get the great commission. Maybe we got like the good commission, you know. Like we didn't level up yet because we're living in Dinuba and not Africa. Like, so we're like maybe a different level. So when Jesus says go... Therefore, and make disciples. Scholars believe that that word go might actually be better translated as you go. As you go into the world. This means that this is, this is a huge difference because Jesus intends that anyone, anyone who would follow him would be doing the great commission everywhere you're already going. Some of you, your lives got totally turned upside down. Some of you, you just went to the same job the next day after you got saved. And he's saying, as you go, make disciples. As a follower of Jesus, you're living a sent life. So that means you're on mission right now. You could start sending your support letters out because you are a missionary. You're on mission anywhere and everywhere that you go. Jesus isn't saying that like everyone's now got to leave your life and you've got to become a pastor or you've got to become a Christian school teacher or you've got to become like a missionary. Those aren't the holiest positions on the field. That isn't the most holiest thing that you could be doing. When you leave this place, you're going somewhere. I don't know where you're going, but you're going somewhere. And I also know that you're not just going there. You're being sent there. So your aim may be chips and salsa after this. But what Jesus is saying is as you go to chips and salsa, You're on mission with me. And this is a total paradigm shift. This isn't something that ends up on the week before Easter when you go to Mexico. This isn't something that you save up money for and and then head out like for, you know, 14 days. And then you post a lot on Instagram to let us know that you're still alive. This is not that. This is everywhere that you go, you are now being sent on behalf of the one with all authority to proclaim the good news to live free, to teach people to obey like you're obeying. Tomorrow, you're going to get up, and you're going to forget most of this message, and you're going to go to a job, and you're going to go into a relationship. You're going to go into like your normal coffee shop, and I want you to know in your gut 
that you are not going aimlessly. You are going sent and deployed into those relationships, into that job, into that coffee shop, into that really long line. You're being sent there. Jesus' mission, Jesus' Jesus's authority, and Jesus' strength is what fills us and fuels us. You have a mission to live out wherever you go. And you actually have the strength to do that because Jesus said that I'll be with you. I'll be with you. I will be with you, right beside you, accomplishing this work. It's not on your shoulders. So if you're not feeling great and powerful, awesome. You're in a better position than you think. And this doesn't mean that you have to, like, get really weird about Jesus. Like, when, when somebody says, like, hey, nice haircut, you're like, oh, thanks, Jesus gave it to me. Like, he gave me free salvation when I put my trust in him. Would you like to know him and do the same thing? It's like, bro, I was just asking about your highlights. Like, I don't know about this. You don't have to get weird. Jesus isn't sending you as a weirdo, as we would think weirdos. This is our mission. Our mission is to live, breathe in, breathe out, you're on mission right now. You're to live freely and happily with Jesus. Are you happy to be with him? Do you feel free? When we're obedient to his word, it produces freedom in us. When we're obedient to his word, it produces happiness in us. We live free and happy lives as Christians. This is our witness before the world. And then we teach people how to do that. Oh, you live free and happy by not doing the dumb things that you want to do, but by doing the good things that he set out for you to do. This is how you live. This is how discipleship works. Jesus has saved your wandering, lost, and wounded life. And now he makes your life day in and day out, a walking billboard. Essentially to say to the world, if I can do it with this person, I can do it with you. If I can show up for him, then I can show up for you. If I can use her, then I can use you. Some of you are sitting here and you think like, well, you don't know my story, bro. Like, you think that your failure disqualifies you. And I'm telling you this morning, if you think your trauma disqualifies you or your mistakes disqualify you, if you are sitting here and thinking like, I got a long list for you of why this isn't true, I'm telling you that's the list that makes it exactly true and you the exact candidate to showcase the grace of God to the world. Your weakness and your failures are actually the bullhorn in which the good news gets shouted out to the world that Jesus saves, not yourself. And we're free. And we're happy about that. We didn't have to do much because he showed up for us. We're a sent family. And I believe that Jesus wants to awaken this in each one of us this morning. Because I'm just, I'm pretty sure there's a few of you, maybe not more than two, that are just thinking like, well, that sounds nice, but I, I don't know about that. And I felt like there was two words that encompasses 
all of us, every person in this tent. And I truly believe this is what God's up to in this season. And then there is one specific word for a specific group of people here that I felt as we were um, preparing for this this week. We had prayer on Tuesday morning at Linder's, and something bubbled up that I felt like God was saying, um, that's true, and you need to say that this morning as well. But here's the two words that you fit into one of these categories this morning, wherever you are. God is repositioning his people for his mission, and God is recommissioning his people for his mission. You will fall into one of these categories this morning. Some of you are very aware that you are in a new season of life right now. Things are different. Things are real different in home now. The Farkas' house looks very different now. And I'm telling you that you've been sent. I know you chose each other. I know you had to work through all of this stuff. I know you had to like come together and compromise and do the things, and you got dressed up, and I was there, and it was awesome and beautiful. But God's actually sent you into this new family. You're in a new season for a purpose, and it goes beyond the Farkas's. It goes beyond even this tent. It goes beyond what you can actually see. There's something God is up to in this season. This is true for you. Some of you have a new job. Some of you are in new relationships. Some of you are in a new church. You're sitting there here right now, and I'm telling you, God is doing this for a purpose, and it's not just so you can settle down and settle in. It's so that you can engage in his mission in a new way in this season. Some of you are excited about the new things that are happening in your life. Some of you are not as excited about the new season in life because it's hard, it's difficult, and you have a new job. And you thought that it was going to be one way. And it's actually a different way now, Annie. And God is saying, take heart. You didn't just take that position. I sent you into that position, into that classroom, into that school again. Would you go with me in a new way this year? You're being, you're being repositioned, and it's not just to agitate you. It's to accomplish the mission in a great way, and God wants you to awaken to that. Some of you, you are, you're just like, oh, I don't know about new season. I'm kind of tired of this season that I'm in right now. Some of you, are, you're, you're going to wake up. You're going to go to work, do the same thing. You're going to eat the same meal because you already did the meal prep. You're going to do it all. And God wants you to know that he wants you to be recommissioned tomorrow as you go. Another day of retirement. What's that going to look like? Well, it's going to look like a mission for you now because you've been recommissioned. I want this to sink in. You've not stumbled into your life. You haven't just aimlessly kind of wandered into it. You've been sent into it. You didn't just get stuck into Larry. You were sent to Tulare. You didn't just like work so hard to get to retirement and now you're there. You were sent into retirement for something great, something beyond you, something of eternal value. You won't get lost in the shuffle, but you're going to be engaged in things that you didn't know about in this season. And it's going to bring new life to you in this season. If you would just say yes, and if you would just walk with him on mission. Acts 17, 26 says, From one man he made every nation of men, that they should inhabit the whole earth. 
And he determined the times set for them and the exact places where they should live. It is not an accident that you are here. It's not an accident that, that, that you, just, you, you just got pregnant for the first time and you've been trying for so long. It's not an accident. None of this is accidental. He saw the moves that were coming in your life, Sarah. He gave you a beautiful home. He gave you beautiful daughters. He moved you into a safe and spacious place. It's because he loves you, but it's much more than that. There is something grander beyond the amen women in that home. And your heart's on fire for it. And you want it. And he wants it even, even more passionately than you do. God's doing something in this family, and it is exciting to be a part of. It's exciting to know that, oh, my everyday life is a mission now. And it's not because I said that. It's because he sent us into it. On Tuesday, we were praying, and uh, there was a group that got highlighted, and uh, I felt like specifically um, this word was coming for any of our senior saints in this tent that are over 50. If you're over 50, would you stand to your feet? Come on. Come on. No, no, keep standing. <laughs> sorry, this is your first Sunday. I'm so sorry. Listen, um, this, is what I've, this is what I felt like God was saying on Tuesday morning, that there's a Caleb season that's coming. Caleb was one of two faithful men in Israel that when they went to spy out the promised land, came back and said, it looks good. It looks good, and God's with us, so let's go. And everyone else said, Ah, there's giants in the land. Oh, it's hot there. Oh, there's, my allergies were acting up. Oh, we can't go there. Like, no way. And these two men stood in disbelief. Do you not know who's led us this far? And I felt like God was saying, there was a promise put in your heart. There was a vision that you saw once with him. And since that moment, a lot of time has spanned, and a lot of heartache has come, and a lot of disappointment, and a lot of mundane, and a lot of ins and outs of life. And I felt like what God wanted to say to you is, He's not done with you yet. He's not done with you, so don't you be done with Him. You have not been brought into this family to sit and encourage and just applaud those who are in the game. You're in the game in this season. You're sent, just as sent as the young bucks that you're sitting next to, just as sent, just as deployed. And we need you in this mission. We need your faith to guide us and direct us. It is a gift to us in this family. Caleb and Joshua show back up to the promised land. They're the only ones in that generation that made it. And Caleb is an old man, like in his like late, late years. And he says, I want that land. And the land that he pointed to was the land where the giants dwelt. He wasn't ready to settle for the easy life. He wasn't ready to just go quietly into the night. And I'm telling you, 
God has a song that's being sung from your life, and we need it in this family, and we need it in this city. And if you've been discouraged and if you've been beat down, then we bless you and honor you. If you're sitting next to one of these saints, would you just put your hand on them? If you're not sitting next to them, just gather, like stand up and move towards them. We want to bless your life. We want to say your life matters and it counts. There's a place in this family that only you can fill. This is not a young man's game. This is not a young woman's game. We are scared. I'm scared that I'll go the way of many other people who are your age that are not in this tent this morning. Because they got their teeth kicked in. They got their heart shredded. And they just left. But not you. But not you. Victor, you have a voice. You have a prophetic gift that is not a gift just for you. It's a gift to the church to build it up. And God wants to release fresh oil over your jaw to loosen it in this season. To prophesy again. To believe again. To move your mouth again in this season. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for the family that you've put together. And we say every member is honored and blessed. For those that, that are older in years, and we'll just say wiser because of it in faith, we believe, God, that you have something in store for them in this season. And we just pray right now you would release that into their minds, that you would blow on. He's not looking to snuff out what once burned bright in your heart. He's looking to blow on that this morning. So those of you around it, just, just begin to pray, begin to prophesy, begin to believe, begin to just pray over them that God would revive anything that's gone dormant and cold in this season. God would blow on it. He's going to do it gently. He's not coming in like a wrecking ball. He's coming in like a gentle whisper to reignite your heart in this season. You matter. The question that was raising up in my heart this morning was, where are the sages? Where are the wise ones? Are they bound up in regret? Is that you? Are you living with regret for the things that you have done or have not done? Be loosed this morning in Jesus' name. There's a new season for you. There's a new chapter being written this morning. Are you wounded and hurting? You've taken it on the chin one too many times. You're bruised and beaten. Let them be healed in Jesus' name. There's a new healing coming. There's a new reconstruction coming for your heart and for your life. Are you caught in a fence? Well, it didn't go the way that I planned. Well, if they would have listened... Well, you don't know what they said about me at the last church. I don't. God does. And we say, let them receive honor in this house. We bless them. We bless the faithful ones, not the perfect ones. We're not looking for perfection. We're looking for you to stand your post, to, st to sing a little louder in this season, to believe a little wilder in this season. To, to give us a few more pats on the backs. 
We're believing that your, your, your whole body is going to be reengaged. So we just bless them right now from their head to their toe, Lord. We thank you for each one of these senior saints. And even if you're here and you, you're not like that, that old. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you're not that old. But you feel this. You feel this inside of you. Like something got off and you sat down. Something got hurt, and you just went quiet. Jesus, would you come? Jesus, would you restore? Jesus, would you heal this morning? We need fathers and mothers. We don't need instructors. I'm so tired of YouTube videos telling me how to live. I want flesh and blood in front of me saying, this is the way. This is the way. He is the way. He is the way. Lord, we bless them. We bless them. We bless them, God. Would you open their ears to hear you again? Would you open their eyes to see you again in this season? We just say, man, another decade's coming. Another decade's coming, and there's, it's going to be greater than what was behind you. Your best days are before you. The woundies that you've suffered are actually going to be used in this season for good. We believe it, Jesus. We declare it over our family members this morning. Have your way, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Oh, boy. Hey, we're going to, um, we're going to, we're going to be done. Um, with this um, refueling session on the aircraft carrier. Um, but a couple things. One, if you do feel like there's a repositioning happening in your life, like, man, there's something new going on, and we want to know about it to the ability that you want to share. We want to know, and we want to pray for that. So if, you would, if you'd like prayer for that this morning, we'd love to pray for you. If you feel like stuck, and you, that word recommissioning is like, man, I need a jump start. I, it's like, I feel I'm just kind of been idling here. We want to pray for you as well. Like you just, but you just, you're done with it. If you're not done with it, you just want to sit in it some more, then God bless you. But if you're done with it, we, we want to contend with you and, and, and for you and pray with you this morning. And, and if you were kind of, you know, swarming around these senior saints in this family, and something sparked in you, um, would you open your mouth and share that with them? Would you just even say thanks? Thanks for being a part. It's, it's crazy that like a year ago, there was a bunch of 20-something-year-olds that came in a flood here. And it was great because it reminded me I'm not that young anymore. And then this year, there's been a wave of gray hair and no hair that showed up here, and it's amazing because it's, it's reminded me that there's so much more to go. There's so much more faithfulness of God to receive in this life. You, you are all valued and esteemed in this family. 
We are stronger because each one of you are here, membered together. So if you had a word, like, just because I have a mic doesn't mean that I get all the good stuff. Like, you got something good of God. Again, we're being deployed from here. So if you got something, share it. Like, if, if, you, if you're thinking something positive, you have to say it today. Text it if you're a scaredy cat and don't want to say it face-to-face, but say it to them. Pour it out. 